Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 201, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Monday going? How the hell was your weekend? I hope you're having a good one. I hope you had a good one. I'm currently fighting this headache right now, man. Uh, like a psycho at like one in the morning. I'm just laying there. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know how it came about. I just decide out of the blue, cold turkey to just go vegan all of a sudden again. And this is in the face of like all the chocolate and like goodies we've collected over Halloween and Thanksgiving just sitting in the kitchen and the living room, you know? It's like, I guess I just like torturing myself. That's what it is. I like having all these things and just staring at them and wishing I could eat them. Uh, but I, I really do have to make a move, man. I, I got to start eating better. I had to do something. I forgot this this little headache just lasts like two to three days uh, when you first start this. I don't know what it is. Toxins being released. I don't know what it is. Just changing what you're eating completely just kind of fucks with your body. So that's, that's mostly what it is, I think. Um, so hopefully this booze is going to kill this headache I have. If you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. And I have a little bit of uh, breaking news, man. I never get to do this. Nothing ever happens while I'm recording this podcast, so it's kind of nice. I get to do a little bit of Texas Rangers breaking news. The Texas Rangers have acquired Marcus Simeon from the Blue Jays and trade for Guzman. Uh, is it Ronald Guzman, our first baseman? Uh, which I'm kind of sad to see him go. Like he was a pretty good player. I, I I liked him on the team. You know, just with the the teammates or whatever. You can see their chemistry on the field. Uh, so that's kind of sad to see him go. But Simeon's a great player, and I can't believe I'm about to say this sentence. We got from the L.A. Dodgers, Corey Effing Seager, dude. Can you believe that? I can't believe I just said that just now. Uh, the Seager name is just synonymous with baseball, I, I feel like. What do they have? Three kids in the MLB? There's Kyle, there's Corey. Uh, what's the third brother's name? He might not actually be in the MLB yet. But I, I, he's going to be there if he's not already, right? These people just breed for baseball, I guess. Uh but yeah, and, and dude, Kyle Seeger's just a, a ranger killer. I, I need Corey Seeger to call his older brother and be like, hey man, would you mind this season just not hitting so many home runs on us and, and so many base hits? Dude, it doesn't matter. Kyle Seeger is such a great fucking hitter. Uh, like, it doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter if we're losing 20 to nothing, dude. He will still get a base hit. He will still end up on base. It just, it happens. It just, he's just one of those players... He just has our number, no matter who's pitching. You know, there's been those times when we have shut him down and he hasn't done shit, but it's far and few in between. For the most time, he's getting a crucial hit, you know, to either tie the game or win the game. Uh, so I'm super excited to have his younger brother, Corey Seerka. I mean, he's he's a champion. He's already won a championship at his young age, you know. Uh, so we got second base shortstop. My only concern is, like, who are we going to get to uh, – who's going to pitch – Unless Corey Seager or Simeon can pitch, who's going to pitch? <laughs> that's that's only one part of the equation there, guy. That's one, uh, only one part of the equation there, John Daniels. Which, I, you know, I know he knows what he's doing more than I do. But uh, what did they say? They spent a quarter of a billion dollars today in uh, acquisitions of new players. I'm like, yes, yes, please bring it on. I've said this before. I have no shame. There is no shame in my game. I will have a Texas Rangers bot championship any day of the week. 
I, I will take it. I don't care. Let's buy a championship like New York's been doing for so long. I don't care. We'll, we'll get you on the next one. The next championship, you know, we'll win with teamwork and, you know, hustle and good pitching, good defense and good bats. You know, we'll win it that way. But this one, let's go ahead and buy it. I just want the monkey off our back. Dude, could you imagine if you, you know, you went over the cap. So basically, like, I don't know if it works this way in baseball. I'm assuming it does. And I'm assuming that's why they're getting rid of Corey Seager in the first, in the first place. He's not a bad player. It's probably just cap space issue. Uh, but, you know, once you go over a certain, a certain dollar amount, it's just like you have to pay taxes and fees to, uh, I believe, the MLB. You know, you, it, it, this is how we're keeping it fair. Here's the top of it, and you can reach this point, and if you go above that, we're going to charge you a little bit more because you're obviously getting better players. And the MLB profits, and obviously the team profits. I, I think that's how it works in baseball. Uh, I'm, I'm down with it, man. <laughs> Let's buy a championship. I'm in. I love it. I want to do it, man. And let's pay the extra money. I don't care what it takes. It's not my money anyway. <laughs> so, of course, I wouldn't care. Hey, John Daniels, go ahead. Spend that money. Write that check. Let's get a championship, dude. Um, there are more pieces to the puzzle that we need. Uh, but, dude, just spending that kind of money today shows the commitment of the Texas Rangers organization to try to get, fucking get in the playoffs at least. Jesus, man. I've spent so many years of my life with them not making it to the playoffs. So, anyways, uh, I, I think we got somebody named Gray as well. I don't know. I don't know him as well. Um, so we'll see, man. We'll see how it goes. Buying championships. I'm. I'm in. I'm here for it. Cheers. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about some uh, some Dallas Stars. Rick Bonus and his Dallas Stars. Uh, 4-0 their last four games, man, and and convincingly, too. Uh, super excited about it. And I'm, I'm going to try to hold hold back just a little bit because every time I start talking about Rick Bonus, I just I, I go in too hard. I go in too deep. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I he's not my favorite coach. And I understand, like, he has a losing record, you know, as a head coach. Okay, that sucks. Uh, you know, we, we started off this season just like dog shit. We weren't gelling. We weren't together. We weren't playing like we're playing now. That sucks. And you know, all the people that I've seen change their, their name on Twitter to fire Rick bonus or, uh, you know, that's, that's a common tweet on the Dallas stars pages, fire Rick, Bonus. there's that whole page I was talking about last time. Uh, that's dedicated, which this is actually, I get a kick out of this though, because I do like Rick bonus, but I do get a kick out of the Fire Rick Bonus Twitter page. That's the name of the page, and that's all they ever tweet, dude. You could be looking at a puppy dog playing with his new tennis ball, and it's like, <laughs> they'll go on there and tweet Fire Rick Bonus. It's fucking comical. It's it, it it's a cheap laugh, but it's good, you know. Uh, I just don't get the hate. I mean, I get the hate. I I get that uh, as fans, we have our voice, and that's what we use, you know, to get shit to happen. We're not happy, Jerry. We want a fucking championship, Jerry Jones. I'm not buying any more merch. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that's the only voice us fans have. So I get it. You have to voice your opinion. Uh, and I get all the hate on Rick. You know, somewhat of the hate. I don't get the irrational hate on Rick Bonus. Like, he's still a hockey coach. Like, an NHL hockey coach, man. Like, 
And look at what he's done. I know it's only been four games. We haven't won the championship. And look at his track record, too. Here we go. I can feel it bubbling up, man. <laughs> I'm getting irritated about it. It's, it's the injustice, people. It's the injustice of it just demonizing this, this man. He's a hockey coach. And by the way, this is the same hockey coach that took the St. Louis Blues that with his team, along with his team, because they're out there on the skates, right, Chris? That's what you said last week. They're the ones out there on the skates. He's the mastermind. Yes, correct. He's the mastermind that got his guys on the skates on his team to take St. Louis to, what, double overtime, triple overtime? Dude, we were one goal away from beating St. Louis and moving on to the Stanley Cup final. And I think that's the year Rick Bonus took over halfway through the season. So it's like, okay, you could say a little bit of lightning in a bottle, right? Uh, since Monty had his system in- implemented already. And Bonus takes over and, you know, we, we make it that far. We almost, dude, we pushed St. Louis further than any other team had. I think Boston didn't even, what did they take him to game six? That was it. We had St. Louis game seven triple overtime if we could have just got one to go man i think we might have won that year but we didn't you know okay so next season comes around and and rick bonus and his dallas stars are playing pretty damn good and people are starting to notice you know and what do we do we make it to the stanley cup final we get past that phase from last year and we make it to the stanley cup final and we get beat by another none other than the Tampa Bay GD Lightning. The Tampa Bay, we have Vezhilevsky in goal. We're bigger, faster, stronger, and smarter than you. Lightning. And we're going to win it two years in a row, too. Okay, so last season, you know, we didn't we didn't come close to the Stanley Cup final, unfortunately. But, you know, overall, I think the guy's doing a pretty bang-up job, man. Like, come on, give him a little bit of a break. Like, Jesus Christ. I mean, let me, let me ask you, Mr. Dallas Star listener, when you you got to your new job that you have for a career now, did you ever did you know where everything was at on the computer? You knew how to clock in, you knew how to clock out, you knew how to find this file and transfer it over there and fax it there and everything you had to do. No, it's a learning curve, man. Everybody has to learn. You know what happens if <laughs> Rick Bonus never loses a game again? You know, I know that's not going to happen. I'm just saying, like. Come on, man. It's He's not the Antichrist. Jesus, I, I hate that he's being treated that way. And almost being run out of town. You know, the whole thing with the, the kid that was supposed to play, you know, that was some negative press for him. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a business, man. It's a business. <clears throat> man, we're going to get the best players out there, the players that we think can win the game tonight. Not tomorrow, not next week, tonight. Tonight, we're getting the players out there. This guy didn't fit into the plan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry he called his friends and his family here. You know, uh, Rick Bonus didn't say any of that. I'm just saying it's he doesn't see it like we see it. He doesn't see it like us fans see it. You know what I mean? Like, we, we take things out of context very easily because we're not behind the closed doors. You know what I mean? Let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. So I, I don't even know what's going on with OU, dude. I've been so busy. My band just got a practice space, which is an absolute game changer as far as just like I can I can drive there right now and I can go sit on my drums and play and nobody's going to say shit to me. It's amazing. It's amazing. I've had a practice space before, obviously, in other bands, but you just really forget all the luxuries you have. 
You know, just somewhere to chill for a couple hours if you need to kill some time, play some music, write some music. Dude, this is the most brilliant thing uh, we could have done for this band, and it just hasn't been possible until this point. You know, uh, like me and my buddy James, man, we're, we're, we're the core of this band. We've been doing this since 2016. Yeah, dude, we've been doing this since 2016, and we've just never been in a position to, you know, have enough people in the band to get a practice space. Now we have, you know, great dudes in the band, and it's, it's we're like a real life band. It's it's insane how things just change. You know, you keep putting your time and your effort into something, it might turn out to something good, and that's what I'm noticing. I just love the fact that I can just wake up and go play drums. It's not even that I am going to do that. You know what I mean? It's not even that I'm going to do that, but I have the option to do that. If I wanted to, if I got a wild hair one night, I can just wake up, drive to the practice space, jam it out on drums, jam it out on drums for a little while or a guitar or something, you know? Uh, so it's really, really cool, dude. I got to do a podcast up there one night. I think I'm going to have to stay the night though. That's the only problem. Once I start drinking, you know, you guys know me. Don't drink a drive, get an Uber, get a Lyft. I don't promote that shit. I don't do that. I'm, I'm past that age of drinking and driving. You know, I, I think my lucky stars, I'm here today, man. Uh, so let's take another drink. <laughs> Speaking of drinking and driving, let's take another drink, but not drive. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> um, so I do have a uh, podcast phone number now, in case you didn't know, in case you didn't hear last episode. You can always reach out to me on any of the social media platforms, at Drink Until You on Twitter. I just search Drink Until You Podcast on Facebook, Drink Until You Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can email me at drinkuntilyoupodcast at gmail.com, or I actually have a phone number. You can text or call, and if I don't answer, you can leave a voicemail. I still haven't actually found out how to set up the... Uh, where it'll actually just ring my phone every time somebody calls. I don't know how to do that yet. I have to go in the settings or whatever. Uh, but the number to the podcast is 682-386, the number one, D-U-Y. That's Daryl, Uncle, Youth. 682-386-1, Daryl, Uncle, Youth, if you want to reach out to this podcast. Um, I have something else to talk about, dude. I was howling today. Uh, on Facebook, the two specific things happened like in a row, and I haven't had this much fun on Facebook in like so damn long. I had such a good time, I was laughing so hard. Uh, you know, like older people got I, I, this is gonna feel kind of bad because the guy that I was I'm about to describe, he is an older gentleman, and and by older, I mean he's probably 65 or up, okay. And he just doesn't know the ways of Facebook. He doesn't realize how it works. And he commented on a picture. You know, he wrote whatever he thought about the picture. But the, the problem I had was that th he then posted a picture of himself in the comment. Like, in case you didn't see his profile picture that has his face on there, he went ahead and made a comment and posted his picture under his comment on Facebook. <laughs> and I was just like, I just busted out laughing. I'm just, God bless him. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't know, like, we, we know it's you, Jerry. We see, it says your name up top there, and it, it shows your picture there. You don't have to post a picture to say, I say, and you know what's so funny about it, too? 
is he in the picture like his profile picture you know normal profile picture he's an older gentleman glasses gray hair whatever um and and his name's not jerry by the way that, that was just a filler name i'm not throwing anybody under the bus here uh but you know he just looks like a normal guy and is you know normal older gentleman in his picture and he makes the comment and then the where he posts his other picture in his comment he looks like he wasn't even ready for the picture to happen like the look on his face is like he was confused like maybe it was an accident to take the picture and post it on underneath a comment i don't know dude but i i feel like that's an old person thing i feel like that's you know i well i want my friends to know who said this comment it's like we already know you have you you have a profile like it doesn't work like you don't have to post your face every time you know like and just fucking comical dude it's uh, i wonder what things i do like that you know like what things on twitter where people i i think i do uh, honestly, what I think I do is I like something, then I retweet something, and then I retweet with comment. Uh, you're not supposed to do that. Every post that you you know you're into either gets a like, or it gets a retweet, or it gets a retweet with comment. Not all three every single time. So I feel like, you know, that's just one of those. I don't know. I didn't know that. It took me a while to figure that. I literally just figured that out last week. I suck with the internet, man. Like, I'm just I'm bad with it. I've been bad with it my whole life. I just, you know, they tried to get me to do it in school. They're like, here's a computer and here's what you can do with it. And I'm over there, like, coloring shit all the time. You know, like, Derek sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't paying attention. I really missed the boat on a lot of this stuff. But not that bad. Not that bad. Not, not bad enough to post my picture with my comment every time. I bet he does that every time. I bet he does it every single time. And, you know, his family's just like, oh, he's so sweet. He doesn't know any better. He just wants you to know that he's saying the comment. Um, oh, okay. The other one I have for you. Oh, my God, dude. So, you know, it pops up like people you may know. You've probably seen that on Facebook before. People you may know. And you're like, oh, I do know that person. Or, oh, no, I don't know who that is. Oh, we went to high school together? How many friends in common do we? You know, you start exploring. And this lady, everything looked fine. I started exploring on her profile and everything looked fine. I'm like, okay, she went to the same school I did. All this and that. I'm like, oh, beautiful family. Oh, look at her kid. You know, her next picture is her kids. And her next picture is her, like, making one of those stupid, like, kissy faces. But she has, a, like, a smear of Coke under her nose i'm like that's not <laughs> that's not a good look you shouldn't do that you should take that picture down immediately i i looked at the picture and i like did a double take it's like is that coke on her nose like underneath her nose like underneath her nostrils like on her lip her upper lip and i like zoomed in and every i clicked on the picture zoomed out it's like i fucking think it is you know it's <laughs> like you gotta it's like proofreading you gotta at least proof upload your pictures you know it's like those uh what's the one where the you know the the mom's uh, taking the picture and uh, of herself in the mirror and she's trying to be all sexy and in the background you see her little fucking toddler in the corner you're like whoa hey the fuck is this shit you know or like, <laughs> the other one that the chick she you know doing all doing her little sexy poses and her stupid fucking duck face and and behind her in the toilet it's a fucking turd 
<laughs> Dude, oh, it's fucking great. You got to look at what you're posting before you post it. Um, and, and I need this. I'm saying this for myself. I need this advice too. I'm the worst about posting something and being like, hey, that doesn't make sense. That didn't make any sense. I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, immediately deleting it or whatever. But this lady with it's like, okay, beautiful family, you know. Oh, look at their little dog. They got a little corgi. It's so cute. Um, uh, there's something I see weird about this picture. Is it, the, is it the huge line of cocaine on your nose? Dude, you can't. <laughs> like, she's just like this, this mom, just average everyday mom. And I got my family. And just this picture just threw me off, dude. I was laughing so fucking hard. Oh God, it was fucking great. I haven't had that fun and that kind of fun on Facebook in a long ass time. Um, it's just proof, proof your pictures, people. <laughs> I actually said, I'm not going to ever post this, but I actually did save it to my phone. It was that fucking comical. I sent it to my friend. I was like, do you notice anything weird about this picture? Oh God. Uh, and she did. She definitely did. I mean, it's, it's obvious. You got a little bit of that booger sugar and you just, he said, wash your face, bitch. Damn. Uh, anyways, let's take another drink. Fuck. So what I've been watching lately, I've uh, really been into this lately, like old school, um, like wrestling fights, you know, and, and, and that sounds weird because it's like, well, aren't they always just fighting, you know, pretend fighting in the ring or, you know, jumping off shit and, you know, it's, it's all a, you know, it's all a play. You know, they have it all scripted. It's all planned out, right? Well, dude, sometimes, I and, and what got me going down this rabbit hole was there was this, it was like a week ago, this crazed fucking fan. Uh, I, I can't tell you the wrestlers nowadays, so sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to know anybody. If you're into wrestling, sorry. I apologize. I don't know the guy's name. Uh, you can probably, hey, shit, you can text me at, at the number, 682-3861-DRINK-UNTIL-YOU. There you go. Um, but there's some guys walking out, you know, out of the ring, a wrestler's walking out of the ring. He just won the match and he's feeling, you know, he's pumping up the crowd. He's like, yeah, and I, you know, I won and I beat him, whatever, you know, he's pumping up the crowd and this guy, you know, there's like this, this ring entrance thing. It's like a big ramp that goes down to the ring. This guy comes running from like out of nowhere on this ring entrance thing. And he tries to like fucking tackle this wrestler the wrestler sees him at the last second he tries to fucking tackle the wrestler and the wrestler is just like this is a big fucking dude too like he's he's a pretty big dude solid core the dude sprawls out doesn't let him tackle him security gets involved he's fucking punching the guy as he's like un, you know on top of him or whatever and trying to like push him off he's like what the fuck you know um and this crazy fucking asshole and and how much do you want to bet that the wrestler won the match and the guy didn't like that he won the match and he tried to attack him because it pissed him off. Dude, wrestling people are a different breed, or at least they can be. I know a lot of normal wrestling fans that, want you know, you're not thinking they're going to slit your throat in the middle of the night. Jesus Christ, Chris, that got dark. Uh, you know, normal people. I know a lot of normal wrestling fans, but there are those crazed fucking fans out there. You know, and this guy was one of them. He came around the corner. He tried to, they call it like a spear. I think Goldberg back in the day, like WCW used to do like a spear. 
where you know you like hit them with your shoulder in the midsection and you basically like tackle them. You pull out their legs from under them, you hit them in the shoulder with the, in the midsection with your shoulder, and you tackle them down to the you know down to the mat or down to the ground. Well, that guy tried to do it, and he. I mean, this guy's a fucking professional wrestler. Like, you don't think this guy's core is amazing? And it uh, it was. He sprawled. The guy, you know, got on top of him, but he sprawled enough to, like, push him past him. Like, the guy, uh, the crazed fan had so much momentum when he tried to tackle him that, you know, obviously this wrestler does this for a goddamn living, dude. That would be like me just going to a boxing gym and being like, hey, I can beat the toughest guy's ass in here. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. Um, so, yeah, that guy's core was like... <laughs> that guy's... That wrestler's core was like... <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. So, that guy got arrested. I'm sure he got put in jail. What a fucking idiot. Why would you do that? So, this gets me going down this whole rabbit hole of, like, wrestling fights. And there's actually one from back in the 90s with my favorite wrestler of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H were having a match. And a, a fan ran in with something in his hand. It looked like a little, like, wooden stick, possibly... I don't know what it reminded me of was like those little baseball bats you get at the at the ball games, you know, when you're a kid. It's like a, he had something in his hand, and he tries to attack uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I think it just the uh, you know whatever they had scripted, Stone Cold was probably supposed to lose the match, is what it looked like to me in the little instance of the clip. And Triple H has him down on his back, you know, about to beat him or whatever. And this crazed fan runs in with something in his hand and starts to try to beat the shit out of Stone Cold Steve Austin with it. Like he runs over and like kicks him once and tries to like hammer down with whatever's in his hand. And Triple H, dude, I, I got to look up how big Triple H is because this is a big motherfucker. Let's see. Triple H height and weight six four okay <laughs> what did i tell you he's a big fucking dude uh six four 256 pounds so as soon as triple h notices like this isn't part of the script this guy isn't supposed to be in the ring as soon as he realizes which is like a fraction of a second he grabs this guy and like suplexes him he grabs him like around his waist and pulls backwards and, like, slams the guy onto the mat backwards, you know. Um, and he goes to town on this dude. He gets on top of him, and Triple H is just wailing on this fucking guy. The referee's over there kicking kicking the shit out of him, dude. The referee's kicking the shit out of this fan that just jumped in and tried to hurt Stone Cold Steve Austin. And... And eventually, you know, security comes in or whatever, and they get the guy, you know, and they get Triple H off of him or whatever, and Triple H just gives him one more fucking, you know, for good luck, one more sock to the kisser. Uh, it's fucking great, dude. I'm like, what possesses a fan to do that? And you know what happens in, in football, you know, English football, it happens in American football. It's it's crazy, man. Like, what would possess... Like, okay, I get it if it's funny, I could totally see me being in the stands with a bunch of my friends and someone's getting bet they won't run out on the field naked. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fun. That's lighthearted fun. Sure, is your friend going to go to jail and probably get tackled? <laughs> and it's going to be on his record? Sure. 
sure, but it's fun. It's lighthearted fun. I was naked on the field at the Ravens game. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking hilarious. Hey, Jeff, you remember that time you ran on the Ravens field fucking butt-ass naked in front of all our friends? I remember that. That was great. Dude, that's funny. But to, like, have something in your hand and, like, try to beat the fuck out of, like, the opposing player... And, and that's why oh, that's why wrestling fans are psycho, because that's how they see it. They see Stone Cold Steve Austin as, in their life, the opposing player. They are the villain, and I'm going to help beat up the villain. Like, dude, it's kind of scary, man. Um, but it was, it was honestly amazing to see Triple H just spring into action like that. Like, the second he felt there's someone in here that shouldn't be, and he looked over and saw that person, he jumped on him, dude, and he beat the living shit out of him. Like, how bad would that suck for that fan? Like, he was like, I'm going to help my, my favorite wrestler of all time, Triple H, and Stone Cold Steve Austin is going down. And then before you know it, you run in there to help him. And Triple H is beating the fuck out of you. You're like, wait, I'm trying to help you. And he's like, fuck you. Dude, it's, I mean, those guys are like brothers. They know their every move. They know who's going to win. They communicate with each other. Dude, it's like working with someone. You know, you, you've, you've probably made friends working places. You know? It's just you get a connection with someone. I mean, you spend 40 hours a week with him. You might as well like him. I know that can't always be the case, but... You know, I feel like in wrestling, it's a tight-knit group. And as soon as Triple H, dude, as soon as he saw that guy, it was over for him. And it was so fucking cool to see. Um, but uh, anyways, I think that's going to do it for me for the night. Uh, how much do I have to finish? I got to pee real quick. I'll be right back. I can't hold this anymore. All right, guys. I will talk to you later this week. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Thank you for listening to episode number 201. Drink it till you podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last drop. I only got a little sip here left. Cheers, everybody. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.